Hello everyone and welcome to the Todas Tuas show. I'm Father Marius O'Reilly and this is Cathy Sinnott and we're delighted to launch this brand new show here in Ireland called the Todas Tuas show. You may have seen a magazine that we're producing, Todas Tuas, with lots of different articles in it about all different types of topics related to the faith and we just want to present to you the, the beauty of our faith, the beauty of the Catholic faith, the splendor of our faith and we're really excited about it so we said you know let's make a few little videos let's create a show we call it the totus tuus show and hope you enjoy it and so something that's been very dear to me and that we've often written about in the totus tuus magazine is the rosary the rosary has had a huge influence on my own spiritual life i began praying the rosary from a young age and i kind of fell away from it but our lady was kind of pulling me back in a bit um, and I began to pray the rosary again. It was really instrumental as well in my vocational journey and giving me just the courage to, to say yes and I could feel Our Lady's maternal help there. Um, and since becoming a priest as well, the rosary has just been very, very important to me. So we thought, let's talk a bit about the rosary. So Cathy, tell us a little bit about your own rosary story and when you started praying the rosary. Well, I mean, the rosary is always part of my family life. Uh, especially on journeys you know we'd all yes. pile into the car and the first thing that would happen once you got onto the main road was pray the rosary second thing is we'd all start getting car sick but the rosary <laughs> came first before that happened maybe that's why my parents would have the rosary immediately um, so it was always there and I knew my parents always said it every day, and we would say it sometimes as a family, you know, we had a big family. But I think the first time that it really hit me, it was so, you know, the power of it, hmm. was on a pilgrimage that we all made as a family to um, Canada, to Quebec, to St. Anne de Beaupre, to Catri Tecaquitha's uh, shrine, she was venerable back then, to uh, St. Joseph's Oratory, but the critical one was the Cap de la Madeleine. Mm. And the story was so powerful to me, and I, I was probably, it was 1958, I was probably eight years old. But everything that was conquered by the Rosary was something I was afraid of. So I think it just, just was the most amazing thing. And I came out realizing the rosary can do anything. Our Lady can accomplish anything. And I suppose people might not be familiar with the miracle, the rosary miracle there, and there were several, but the critical one that caught me uh, was a miracle of an ice bridge. In the same year as Nock, uh, 1879, mm -hmm. where they were building a new church and they had worked very hard on getting all the stone ready. Back then it was all granite and, you know, big stones across the river, which was a mile and a quarter away in the American side. And they were on the Quebec side of the river. And the idea was get all the stone ready. And when the river froze, the St. Lawrence mm -hmm. froze, bring it over. And every winter it froze but that winter. So, I mean, I won't go into all the detail, mm. but after a whole winter of praying, everyone praying, rosary after rosary, 
for the river to freeze. It was already March and the hope of getting anything. And March, really March 19th, the Feast of St. Joseph, a big ice flow came down and got stuck there now. And um, they just, they got the women and the elderly people into the church praying rosaries 24 hours a day. And the priest who had been begging for the miracle and all the men took their carts. And you can imagine the heaviness of the carts mm. dragging granite across this ice bridge, which could break up at any moment. Like ice flows would come and an hour later, a day later, they just break up and float away. And for, from the 19th to the Sunday, they wouldn't work on Sunday. So they stopped in the morning on the Sunday, which happened to be the Feast of St. Gabriel, you know, and it was the Tridium for the Annunciation. St. Gabriel, the Eve of the Annunciation, which back then you fasted, the Eves were very important, and the Annunciation, they stopped. And as it turned out, they had all the stone they needed to build and build a foundation. And when they stopped, the ice just broke up, cracked up in seconds and flowed away. Now, heavy, heavy carts day and night for, was it four days, bringing the stone across and the rosary going the whole time. And it was actually called, they called it the rosary miracle. And now there's a bridge across that span called the Rosary Bridge. But just amazing. And there were many more parts to that that spanned 300 years. Like that piece of land had been given to Our Lady in the 1600s. And so there were several miracles. Um, but that one, and as a child, afraid of water, afraid of heights, afraid of just about everything, the idea that Our Lady could keep them safe, could bring the heavy stone, could do all that. I just thought the rosary can do anything. There's so many rosary stories, aren't there? There's so many rosary miracles throughout the century. And I've always, I suppose, been struck by the fact that Our Lady has asked us herself to pray the rosary. This isn't something that we've come up with ourselves. This has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, but that our Blessed Mother is asking us to pray the rosary. And I think of the Fatima apparition in each of the six apparitions, Kathy, Our Lady is saying, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. And she says, in October, I will reveal who I am. And she says, I am the Lady of the Rosary. We refer to her as Our Lady of Fatima, but her correct title that she gave herself was Our Lady of yeah. the Lady of the Rosary, who appeared at Fatima. So she keeps emphasizing the importance of the rosary. I think at a young age, I, really, I was really struck by that that this is something I need to pray. And as I began to pray it more, you know, I remember as a child, even I, I used to enjoy praying the rosary, but my dad would always add the litany. And, <laughs> and I always, the trimmings. I struggled with the, I struggled with the litany. Um, it's like a story I heard a priest tell one time that he, he was always called into the rosary in the middle of the MacGyver program, which was the most important part because he always got himself into a bit of a mess and uh, then he would, you would find the out TV, the second yeah. half of the program, what, yeah. what, how he would get out of it. But um, so I struggled with the lit. Now, of course, I loved it and I realized the importance of it. But it was, you know, as I began to pray the rosary, I knew this was something special. I knew this was something important. I knew my Heavenly Mother was asking me to pray it. 
But then as I began to grow deeper in it, I began to meditate on the mysteries and I'm still doing that. And I think of someone like St. John Paul II, who, you know, a towering intellect, prayed four rosaries a day and would just, you know, contemplate the mysteries of Christ through the rosary. So the rosary really has, you know, helps us in the spiritual sense. Padre Pio referred to it as the, the great weapon, right? You know, the great story of um, Padre Pio sick in bed and some of the friars were in the room with him and he had his habit up on the, a hook in the corner and he said to them, get my weapon. And they said, your weapon, Padre Pio, how do you mean? And he said, it's in my habit there. So they went and if all we found are these rosary beads. He said, that's my weapon. That's my weapon. And would constantly be praying rosary after rosary after, I mean, people speculate how many rosaries Padre Pio prayed every day. We don't know. I mean, a lot. Apparently he could do, he had a gift, he could do two things at the one time. So he could be hearing confessions and praying the rosary. I don't really know, but a lot of rosaries. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because someone like Padre Pio saw it as important to pray the rosary. The thousands of letters he received every day or every week. And he would include all those intentions in his Holy Mass, but also in the rosary as well, his chosen prayer, like John Paul II. So the rosary helps us spiritually, that mentally as well, to contemplate as a way to meditate. You know, that, that's a word that's used a lot nowadays, meditation. And the rosary helps us to meditate. Also helps us in the physical aspect, the mere fingering of the beads, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of therapeutic. And often people cling to the rosary and even towering saints like Mother Teresa, you see her with her rosary beads time and time again, right? So the rosary helps us in so many ways. And of course, also maybe emotionally, you know, when we're anxious, when we're afraid, you pray the Hail Mary prayer, the power of it, the, the greeting of the Archangel Gabriel to Our Lady, hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. Those words coming down from heaven. And of course, Elizabeth's greeting to Our Lady, the visitation, um, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So we're praying the word of God, scripture, and God's word is so powerful that at the beginning he said, let there be light and the universe began, creation began. And it's still expanding, just true. That's, right. <laughs> That's the power of the word of God. So the rosary for me, just I suppose what I'm saying is, it started off, I think, my own journey because our Heavenly Mother was asking us to do it. And I just connected with that and I was familiar with the Fatima apparition, but it's just been a, an incredible journey since then. Yeah, and if Our Lady asks you to do it, you should do it. I mean, it's good enough she reason. knows, yeah. well, it, like any mother, but especially the best mother, she's only asking you to do what she knows is good for you. And, you know, you mentioned the Hail Mary, but the Our Father as well. Mm. You know, you have the prayer that Jesus taught us, the only prayer he taught us. And it's there. It starts every decade. And then you go to the Hail Mary, as you say. You have the words of Gabriel to Our Lady, the words of Elizabeth. But the hinge of the Hail Mary is the holy name of Jesus. And then you have the glory, which is the song of the angels, really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the Holy Trinity. And then you have the little prayer that Our Lady gave in Fatima. In Fatima yeah. You know, this plea to pray for sinners and a plea for mercy. You know, so it's, it's just the most beautiful prayer. You know, it, 
you can't go wrong. I mean, there's so many beautiful prayers that saints have written, hmm. you know, that, you know. But this is one Jesus gave us, you know, and he did nothing but what was the will of his Father. So it was the prayer from the Holy Trinity. It's the inspired words with the holy name of Jesus. It's the song of the angels, the Gloria, and then the prayer that Our Lady gave us. And no prayers can be more beautiful. And, you know, I think as well, just she keeps emphasizing this in, in all her apparitions. Pray the rosary, pray the rosary. I think of those words of Sister Lucia who said, uh, 1958 interview, I think it was, she said that the rosary in our time has been given special efficacy, new power, if you like. So it's a really powerful prayer. And if we pray it as Catholics, we will bring down many, many graces upon the world. And we, you know, we don't need to discuss the woes of the world, but they're, they're considerable in our time. Um, so we would encourage people to pray the rosary for, for that reason too. And, you know, we often get these little rosary miracles too, don't we? Little kind of reminders yeah. of the power of the rosary. I remember a lady wrote to me before in connection with Totus Tuus magazine that she was, I think it was 1986, uh, she only wrote to me recently. Her name was Eileen, but she wanted to tell her story now. She felt that now was the time. And she said that they were from Dublin and uh, they would go... Um, for five or six weeks in the summer to County Kerry and her husband would commute up and down at the weekends he would be working in Dublin during the week so one day anyway on a Thursday she said the husband wasn't there and she was there with the five kids and she looked out the the window the, and, and saw the garden that the sea was coming into the garden now the sea was about a half a mile away she said but the sea was entering into the garden so she was terrified so she started taking up the mats and the rugs putting them on the back of chairs, you know, trying to save everything. And then she thought, um, we're in big trouble here. So she said to the children, let's get down on our knees and let's pray the rosary. And they began to pray the rosary. And she went up to the neighbors and the neighbors' houses had been flooded. The local shop had been flooded. The, the fridge was floating around the, the shop and not one drop of water entered, entered her. her home. And there's a million stories like that yeah. they really really are and you know it doesn't happen every time i'm sure there's people who you know there was a flood coming maybe and they prayed a rosary and maybe they, they did get flooded but we get these little reminders i think from our lady about what's happening in the background you know and when we have the faith you know jesus always doesn't he in the gospels rewards people for their faith the, the miracles happen or when he goes back to nazareth he says you know i could do very little here because of the people's lack of faith so it takes faith to to pray the rosary and believe in our lady's promise and i'm always inspired by that lady in the 1960s as well kathy in brazil who saw that communism was coming to brazil it was inevitable the government were pushing for this looked like there was no hope she said i'm having none of this she got on the streets you know no text messaging or social media or anything in those days so she just spoke to her friends said will you come on the streets and pray the rosary with me People started seeing them, more people joined in and joined in and joined in and eventually there was some 600,000 people on the streets praying the rosary. And guess what? Communism did not enter into um, Brazil in the 1960s, thanks be to God. So there's loads of those stories, Cathy. Do you have any favourite stories you want to share? Well, you know, that's so true. In, even in my own life, in my own family, um, I remember, uh, actually I remember the day 
the news flash that Pope John Paul II had been uh, shot. And at that stage, they, you know, everyone expected he was going to die. And I remember the instant reaction, just, not just of myself, but of my two children that were, um, you know, I mean, I had my third one, but that was, he was too young. But the two of them were to grab the rosary and let's say the rosary. And just, and all over the world, people did that. Now mm -hmm. in Rome, the Pope is fighting for his life. But all over the world, there's this just wall of prayer, the tsunami of prayer. And so many of them would have been praying the rosary. But certainly in my house, that was the instinct. And then to get the news that he was still alive, more rosaries. And then even he himself recognized, you know, that he was saved by Our Lady. And this was this on May wall the 13th. of prayer on May the 13th. And that's another thing with the rosary, isn't it? That we know we have a great tradition in Ireland of turning to the rosary in times of peril and difficulty and anxiety and, you know, famine here, a million and a half people died and um, two million people emigrated maybe to never return. Many of them died on the, the journey. And, you know, we think of the, the horrors of the persecution here when the mass was banned and when there was a price on the priests and so forth, what do people do? They turn to the rosary. In bereavement, we turn to the rosary in Ireland. People, I work in a hospital, Cathy, and often people will say to me after someone has died, you know, Father, could we pray the rosary or could we pray a decade of the rosary? We know that our mother can help us. And I remember a man one time, This is, I think this is, a, for me, this is a great example. He was uh, in the throes of uh, alcohol addiction and in a terrible, terrible place. And he wandered past the church one day and he felt this kind of, you know, pull into the church. So he went in and he saw this woman statue. He didn't know who she was, but he knew she could help him. And he got down on his knees and he said, please, I know, I don't know who you are, but I know you can help me. And he never drank again after that. You know, he got a great, great grace. So we seem to know and understand that our Heavenly Mother can help us and the power of the rosary. It's in, and especially in our tradition here in Ireland. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's been, this country yeah. is, I mean, I don't know how many grottos we have in Ireland, for instance. I mean, there's thousands of them. Yeah. Um, how many of our women have a, some kind of, you know, variation of the name Mary, Maria, Miriam, Mary, Moira, etc., yeah. etc. Et we even have our own name for Our Lady in, in the Irish language, right? We're a, so it's such a rich part of our culture here, the rosary, isn't it? Well, you know, there's a beautiful book called um, uh, Ireland's Loyalty to mm. Mary. Beautiful book. And it really shows the, the devotion to Our Lady goes way back. You know, I mean, I'm sure it arrived with St. Patrick, and it goes right back to those times. But we also got the rosary very quickly because we got the Dominicans very quickly into Ireland. Mm. Like the Dominicans were entering Ireland, if I, if I have it correctly, almost 20 or 30 years after St. Dominic was given the rosary, we had our first Dominicans arrive really? and bringing the rosary. And it wasn't just that they brought it and preached it. It was that it was almost like it was something we were waiting for. Mm. You know, we were already in love with Our Lady. She was already our mother. And suddenly we're given this connection to her, this cord, you know, it's almost like the cord on her belt or something to hang on to, you know, when you're a little child and you're in a busy supermarket and you're kind of 
holding on to, you know, something of your mother or your father's pant legs or something. You don't want to get lost. And it's as if the Irish just recognized, now I can hang on to her physically. And because the rosary from the beginning just took off in Ireland. Yeah, and the Irish brought the rosary around the world. And no better example of that than Father Patrick Payton, of course. Yeah. Who learned to pray the rosary here in Ireland in Atimas in County Mayo. Left here, I think he was about 20, 21 at the time. Goes to America, becomes this extraordinary rosary apostle. Um, I think he probably spoke about the rosary live to something like 35 million people or something. Second only to John Paul II, maybe in terms of, you know, someone who has spoken to more people live in the world. An extraordinary story. Um, some of the rallies he ran were as big as 2 million people in Manila, in the Philippines, and in Rio de Janeiro as well. And um, So extraordinary, but he learned it here. Yeah. He learned it in his family. In his here, home. In his home. And family that prays together, stays together. So... So that's our first show, dear friends. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, the Totus Tuus show. Um, we could talk and talk and talk about the rosary and maybe we'll have some more uh, shows on the rosary. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you can tune in next time for more stories about the faith in general on this uh, show, Totus Tuus show. God bless. <laughs>